have to to talk about facts, and it's a fact. They care so much about football, especially on the top. But I've never seen anything like this Liverpool crowd. Liverpool crowd. They would be the champions of England, and they wanted their own people to see them become so. Liverpool won Shrewsbury nil. So the kids did it, eh? So I really like the fact that everyone spent forever and a day and there were a million and one opinions about how it's offensive to the FA Cup and Klopp is disrespecting this, that and the other and by not coaching. And we go out and we win anyway. I mean, it should have been way more than one nothing. I think a big part of the issue that we had is we were probably missing a finisher like like Brewster up front. Um, we'd sent him out on loan, and so we were a bit short. But overall, I mean, you look at you look at the game, you look at the chances. We were uh, fairly dominant, and it's kind of surprising. I think uh, Shrewsbury came in thinking they could outmuscle us. They were playing against boys, which they were, but the boys were faster, a lot more skilled, and and made them look bad. And you can certainly tell that there's an influence of the first team on, on, on these young kids. Um, it wasn't like Liverpool's first team plays a certain way and then the under-19s are just happy to be here representing the, the first team. These are Liverpool players. They just happen to be a bit younger. But it's this is a Liverpool team. This is, this is Klopp uh, having his hand on the Liverpool football club as a whole. He's not the coach of the main team. He's not just the mouthpiece. He is running the whole organization. Because if you didn't know the names on the back of the jerseys, and if they you know, had a bit of like facial hair, you might have actually thought this was the team. Uh, when they broke out from the back, they broke out like a plague of locusts like coming down the field. They were unstoppable, energy everywhere, chasing balls, they were pressing in the same way. You look at the left and right back, and they were pushing all the way up. This was a Liverpool team by absolutely any definition under Klopp, and congratulations to them for representing well. What did you think of Klopp's decision not to be involved as a coach? So, originally, um, I looked at it and I said, you know, Klopp is trying to make a point. Klopp is... Uh, basically putting up one hand and flipping up the middle bird to say up yours by playing the under 23s because this is the winter break and I don't need to play during this time and then he decided not to coach so he put up the other hand and flipped him off with that one too but to be quite honest you actually kind of changed my mind on it in what way in in the fact that I I think you were right I think it's more than just Klopp trying to make a point I think he did it strategically. Yeah. Um, so one thing that Klopp is not is, and he said it himself. So I don't know if you noticed after the games at Liverpool, whenever we win, he walks around and he he gives a fist to the the the, the cop, or he does it at away games too. And I remember this one game. I forget who was against at the end. He kind of teased us if he was going to do it, and then he 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 spoke to the camera and said, "I'm not a clown," right? 
So, Liverpool, not Liverpool, Klopp is the Liverpool coach. He is a professional and he wants Liverpool to succeed and he wants Liverpool to win games. No matter what point he's trying to prove, which I believe he was trying to prove a point, he would never prove a point at the detriment of Liverpool losing a game. He would not have sent this team out to be coached by Neil Critchley if he thought that they did not have a chance to beat Shrewsbury. Right, and I think the other point that you made earlier, which is fantastic, is who is in a better place to coach this team? Yeah, because he said that, right? He said that himself. He said that from the outside looking in, it looks as if Klopp is a manager and he can just parachute himself in and train these these under-19s after two days of training. Yes, he knows the players. A lot of them have played with the, or trained with the first team. In fact, most of them, except for maybe Liam Miller, um, most of the starters, Adam Lewis, Liam Miller, have, haven't spent as much time with the first team, but the others have. And so he knows the players. However, Neil Critchley coaches these players on a daily basis. He he coaches them in the under-23 league, in the under-19 European Junior Championship or whatever it's called. And so he knows how he's he's um, he relates to these players. And as Klopp said himself, he's their coach. So if Klopp has made a decision to play the under-23s, then it makes sense for him to also include the new um, the coach as the the coach for the team, rather than have himself be there and potentially become a distraction and and an obstacle an obstacle to to what the coach um, would want to instruct his players to do. I can see I I can see that point because I think if you're one of these young players and you see Klopp on the sideline and he's the one trying to coach you, I think you would maybe. Uh, get a little nervous, overreach, try a little harder, do things maybe you weren't comfortable doing. But seeing your regular coach on the sidelines, I think that that helps the players feel like it's more of a normal game, go out and play their game, and and they played a great game. Um, I think uh, one of the points that you made, which was fantastic, was that most of these guys have trained with the first team. And I think it was Neko Williams who actually said, you know, it's absolutely invaluable going out and training with the first team. Like, they might not be playing against EPL players, but every day these guys are in training against the best in the world. And so if you're, you know, whoever or Vanderberg, um, and you have to defend against Mo Salah and Sadio Mane, you're going to raise your game pretty fast. If you're Elliot or Jones, and you need to attack against Van Dyke and Gomez, you're going to learn pretty damn fast. So I think the training that they've had with the first team really accelerates their learning curve and they can see what it is to play against the best in the world. And then again, for these players, they can watch the best in the world. So you're looking at a guy like Elliot, he can watch what Hendo's doing. He can watch what Salah's doing and he can see what he should be doing. He can be learning from that. And I think that learning experience was invaluable. So in today's game, they weren't necessarily as surprised by maybe the physicality and what Shrewsbury threw at them. They were ready for it. I just love the fact that as I'm looking at the starters and the substitutes, I'm looking at these players' shirt numbers and it's like a basketball game. Like I'm seeing numbers 93, 81, 77, 69, 56. And this is a team representing Liverpool at the senior level. And in a interesting twist or an, in, an, an interesting connection it also goes to show you how far Trent Alexander-Arnold has come because he wears number 66 and he's kept that that 
number. But the reason why he had it from the beginning is three years ago when he entered the team, he was one of these players. He but, was just a under-19 that was brought into the, the team to play a role. And then he ended up making that role his own after Nathaniel Klein got injured. But don't, don't forget, we talk about these quote-unquote kids. And we say how, oh, you know, there's, there's, they played great and all that. But realize they're missing two of their best players. Who are? Alexander Arnold and Gomez. Because <laughs> they're 21. Those guys would absolutely fit no problem under in the under-23 team. 21 and 22. Uh, 21 and 22. Right. So they would actually be part of this team That's if right. they weren't so freaking good that they forced their way onto the main squad. And personally, for me, I think what today reinforced more than showed, because I've kind of seen it before, is some of these guys are going to be knocking on the door of that first team pretty damn soon. And I'm almost looking at the first team and saying, how do you go out and, and buy a player this summer when you know you got a guy like Neko Williams, who quite frankly will be earning that first team spot in the next year or two at the most Elliot is what 16 17 and before 20 he's going to be absolutely a first team player you're looking at Clarkson and Kane they played fantastic today they're both 18 I believe they're both 18 Jones was the captain the youngest captain ever at 19 and you won't be able to keep him out of the side for long and it's just a matter of like you look at this team and you're saying to yourself holy geez like Liverpool is not an old team they could probably keep this team going for another couple years with virtually no changes because they have no one that old other than Miller and you know he's gonna run forever apparently so they can keep the team going and then in a couple years some of these guys will already be ready to take over do you think that was part of Klopp's thinking in this so we've talked about him sticking into the FA we've talked about him choosing to put a team that he believes can compete do you think also he had one eye on the future, seeing that if he's to rely on these players in the next three, four years or whatever, or two two to four years, that this would be an important part of their their um, growth? And so win or lose, it was, it's important to give them this experience now because it'll put us in a better stead in the future. Absolutely. I think he's he said in a lot of, a lot of times, he said, you know, the experience that they gained from the Carabao Cup and the FA Cup are are fantastic. I think the experience they gained from the Carboro Cup and the Asta Villa 5 nothing loss was, um, for lack of a better way of putting it, bad. You know, they played a fantastic game. I thought Klopp was proud of them. He said as much. They just, they got a very unlucky. That game was not a 5 nothing game if you watched it. And so I'm very satisfied and happy seeing this game, seeing them win a game that they frankly deserve to win. And I think it does wonders for them. Um, they, you know, like like every kid who's, you know, young, dumb, and, and full of it, they're probably looking at it and saying, I'm, I'm the next great coming. They're looking at Alexander-Arnold, you know, the best right back in the world and saying, I can do that. I mean, Neko Williams, like, damn, like that kid is going to, push Alexander-Arnold into the midfield pretty damn soon because he's looking fantastic. Um, so I think it's good for them to play against men. I think in today's game, they saw that being fast and being skillful isn't enough because 
the guy's going to put a foot in you and he's going to put you on the ground and you're going to have to get up 10 times a game. Uh, I think it's the same lesson that Mo Salah learned when he came to Liverpool. Uh, I don't want to say he was a scrawny little chicken when he came, but he was definitely not the uh, the physical specimen that he was last week when he pulled off his shirt. He realized that it's a man's game in England, um, and he's adapted. I think these kids won the game, so it does wonders for their confidence, but they also learned that it's a man's game, and they need to A, fill out physically, but B, they need to start getting more physical in their game, and it taught them a lot. And I think the eleven that started this game against Shrewsbury, if they started against Aston Villa, we win that game. Because even that game, we had three or four opportunities to score in the first 10 minutes of the Aston Villa game before their naivety and their youth really showed. But this is a much stronger team. And it's actually a younger team than the one that played against Aston Villa, ironically. But Jones didn't play that game. Um, Williams didn't play that game. Lewis didn't play that game. LaRucci was injured for that game as well. And in the midfield, we had Isaac Christie and Herbie Kane, who, quite frankly, I wasn't impressed with, but other people seem to have been impressed with. But this team was a more complete... This team was more reflective of the work that Neil Critchley has been doing at the youth level. So I, I would agree. I think when you look at this game, except for left back, where Lewis was in, I think these are the guys that you're looking at to be the next generation of Liverpool player. And Brewster as well, who's on loan. And Brewster as well, who's on loan. Mm-hmm. But you you look at the front three, Jones, Miller was there, but it should have been Brewster and Elliott. When you look at Jones, Brewster, and Elliott, I mean, how are one, two, or all three of them not getting on the Liverpool team? They're going to make a first team somewhere. Um, their development, I mean, it's possible they're all in Liverpool. But these guys are knocking on the door right now. They are fantastic. Midfield, same thing. Like you said, Neko Williams, he seems on the Alexander-Arnold trajectory. He's got everything that you want. Um, he Mas- has everything that Arnold has as well as Robertson has. Yeah, he, he seems to have that Robertson go-go engine, engine uh, which makes him just, just wildly fantastic. I think when you look at the defense, I think Vanderberg and whoever will need some more training and learning. Again, the center back position is a difficult position to learn. Generally, uh, as I stated previously, they peak later. They peak at 30-31. So these kids have got you know five years to, to perfect their craft. And then they got another five years to practice it before they even start declining. So I think there's a lot of promise on this team. At what age do you stop growing as a man or as a boy? So it all depends on when you have your growth spurt. So I can tell you this because I actually know from personal um, experience. There are people that have their growth spurt early and finish growing at like 13, 14. I personally never had a growth spurt. So I actually kept growing until I was 24, 25. So which was super annoying because I couldn't buy anything as an adult because I was going to end up growing more. So my feet grew a bit more. My arms and legs were a bit more. I couldn't buy like a nice suit until I was like 27, 28 because I wasn't sure I was done growing. So it all depends on when your growth spurt is. But theoretically, some of these guys can continue growing to their 20s. So um, maybe if you're looking at your defenders, because again, that's where you really want your height. These guys have got a lot, you know, they're still young enough that they can potentially grow. Uh, Vanderberg is already a tall guy. I think uh, I remember seeing a... Uh, 
the recording of uh, the video of of Klopp meeting him for the first time and just kind of looking up at him saying, "Whoa, yeah. you're big." Anyone's taller than Klopp is tall. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the guy's already got height. It's probably more, however, that you would want a little bit more height. Again, it all kind of depends. You you look at Vanderberg and he's got like the Van Dyke height. You look at whoever and he's got he's coming close to the Gomez height. So it would work if his partner is taller. Yeah, um, he's eighteen, and I would I would think, especially with the emergence of Nico Williams. I don't see a path for Hoover at right back. And if he could add an inch or two or three, then he would be a very good uh, central defender. Because he, he just has the the posture, he has the class, and he has the poise to just bring the ball out of the back. And he can certainly learn that position in the Van Dyke mode. So I, I totally agree with you. My only thought is, and this, this again, I come back to. However, and Vanderberg, um, I mean, I'm not big on Vanderberg, but let's assume I am. Um, they are going to have to displace Gomez, and Gomez is 21, two, 22. So they're not going to do that. Football changes very quickly. Right, so we're assuming Joe Gomez wants to play Liverpool forever. He may not. He's from London. He may want to go back to London. He may want oh. to go abroad. Right. If he goes back to London, then he's gonna break my heart. He's he, I, you. You know, he's rapidly becoming my favorite player. I don't mean now. I mean in in let's say in six years we've won four EPL titles and three Champions League trophies. Then and, he can and, go and wherever he, he wants and, he and wants do whatever right. he wants. Absolutely. There you go. I, I, I couldn't imagine him leaving Liverpool for another English team. I, I think he might look outside the league. Uh, but, again, I I also couldn't see Liverpool letting him go. Um, he looks at Van Dijk as his big brother. And Van Dijk looks at him as a brother as well. I think that partnership is going to last at least another five years. I can't imagine it lasting any less. So you're talking about him being 26, 27. I could also see him looking at it as potentially wanting to become the man at the back so once once van dyke kind of drops a little bit and maybe looks to move elsewhere because he's aging i could see gomez wanting to be the main man at the back and so hopefully that would keep him there but again i think i think these are good problems to have absolutely um but as some of the players actually said in their post-game interviews this game gave klopp some things to think about which are absolutely true. Um, I watch this game and I sit here and I ask myself, what on earth does Liverpool do at the summer transfer window? Because we've got these young kids that are not far, not that far away. Is it worth going and getting a guy for one or two years? When I mean, you got to believe Alexander Arnold's moving to the midfield in the next year or two because Williams is going to take his place. I, I I absolutely don't doubt that. I can't see it going any other way. Who does Trent replace in the midfield? Take your pick. They're aging in Milner, a year or two. Milner, Lallana, Genie. No, nobody Anderson. replaces Miller. Miller's going to be a utility guy until he's about 60. Because <laughs> that's just how he goes. Uh, Lallana's going to be probably gone in the summer. He's going to want first team. And he's done his duty for Liverpool. And, and I wish him the best. Uh, Henderson is probably going to stay on as captain, although I don't know that he'll be getting that much time. 
Genie's contract is up, so who knows what will happen to him. I think there's a lot of moving parts, but I, I also think some of these kids are going to force Klopp's hand and maybe get some of the stalwarts that we have right now out of the team, not because they're any worse than they were before, but because you've got world-class kids that are coming in and they just need a spot. But I don't believe anything's going to happen next year in terms of these kids pushing into the first team or these kids pushing out first team players next year. So I don't think they'll, they'll push get out more first time, team but I don't think anybody would leave except for Lalana and possibly Shaq. So I would agree with you on that, but what I would say is what we might see next year, and this is just a maybe, is we might see Robbo and Alexander Arnold actually get a bit of a break. Who who replaces Robertson on the left when he needs a break? Uh, Larucci. Larucci. Okay. He didn't he didn't show today, but in everything else that I've seen, his game is is high energy. He's got he's like he he looks like the Robbo Junior version. I could very much see Klopp choosing next year to give him you know three or four games, maybe five games, just to give Robbo a bit of a break. Uh, even though it looks like Robbo is some machine that was made on another planet because the guy just won't stop but again i can see not replacing first team players but giving first team players a bit of a breather and klopp starting to cycle some of these other younger players in to give them first team experience and give the first team a bit of a break two questions first question is do we need to find a replacement for Coutinho in terms of that skillful midfielder that we haven't yet replaced, i.e. a number 10? And if so, does anybody from our youth team or our first team come to mind? So first, I would say no, but that's maybe more of my hate on Coutinho as opposed to actual... Try and think objectively. Um, Objectively, I could very much see Alexander Arnold moving into that role. Number he 10? Is, yeah. He is uh, a midfielder by trade, if I'm not mistaken. He was moved to right back because that's kind of how he was brought through. That's the position that was available, and he's done admirably with it. Are you thinking of Trent? Trent. Okay, I thought you said Ox. Sorry, no, I meant Trent. Okay. And so um, he's got everything that you would need. He's got a fantastic shot. He's got great vision, fantastic crossing. Uh, his passes are, are phenomenal. I could very much see him in that kind of role if that was a role that Klopp wanted to employ. My guess would be, again, not having talked to Klopp or knowing him personally, I, I think he's looked at the team with Coutinho in it. I think he's looking at the team now and he realizes that he doesn't want to run a team through one guy. He wants to run a team down the wings. He wants everyone to be involved. He wants a lot of pressure. He wants a, a lot of participation. And I think that Coutinho role just doesn't fit in his current philosophy. Interesting. So you think that we'll continue to count on having skillful, pacey, clinical forwards, i.e. the front three, and supplement that with a midfield of grafters and role players and and um, unselfish players that will give 100% and allow the forward players to, yeah, to I, score I, and I, assist. I, yeah, I think that's what's been working right now. I think, again, 
Will Klopp evolve? Possibly. But he probably has to lose a game before he decides to evolve. And that doesn't seem to be the case anymore. We're just not losing. So, you know, you've got to have that defensive midfielder in Fabinho or uh, Hendo. And then you've got the kind of more pushing forward uh, midfielders who are giving you that recovery and all of the rest of it um, in terms of effort who are supporting the forwards. And I think Klopp is still hoping that Keita's can, Keita can be that guy. But I think there's just so many, you know, the first team for Liverpool is fantastically skilled, some of the best in the world at their positions. And I think this youth team showed today that they are unquestionably uh, ready to uh, take on a first team role. Maybe not for Liverpool, a team that doesn't lose any games. But if you told me that Elliot, who's what, 16 or 17 now, was going to go into the Brighton side, I'd be like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. You know, I think I think Liverpool's excellence is almost holding them back now because they could go first team to other teams in the Premier League. Okay, so to wrap up this review, let's go through the starting 11, one through um, 11, so from Kelleher to Miller. And actually for Miller, I'm also going to include Brewster, who's on loan. And for each of them, let's quickly mention whether or not we think their ceiling is leaving Liverpool becoming a backup for the first team or becoming a first team player okay let's start with Kelleher um I think I think uh he's probably looking at being a backup fairly soon there have already been uh, rumors that uh, uh Adrian is going back to Spain um which would be a great bit of business getting him for free and then selling him on I think uh maybe another year but I could very much see him uh, moving on his 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 distribution with the ball is fantastic. He's clearly uh, in the mold of what uh, Klopp wants, and so he may see uh, first-team action sooner rather than later. That being said, is anyone going to displace Allison? No. Uh, is it worth talking about a goalie? Probably not. So I think that Kelleher still needs to beef up a little bit, um, and I actually don't think he's our best 21-year-old goalie. Um we have Camille Gabrara, who's out on loan at Huddersfield, who I personally think is a better goalie than Cleveland Keller. Um, but maybe that's just me. Um, Klopp and his staff seem to rate Kelleher a lot, but I personally think that Gabrara is the better prospect, and I can certainly see him becoming a backup for Allison. So I, I could see that. Uh, again, I guess I don't really think about that much because... Nobody's again the the goalie position's not as physically demanding necessarily, and so I could see Allison playing every single game for the next ten years. Okay. So I I wouldn't really worry that much about the goalie. Okay, uh, we've touched upon Williams. I think it's fair to say that we see him as a first team player in terms of his Liverpool ceiling. Uh, uh, how you keep him out of the first team for the next two years, I don't know. Um, I think. I, I, I would almost say it's a good problem to have, but I almost don't think it is because the kid is phenomenal. He's He's got a huge ceiling, and Klopp's got to figure out what to do with him. And what to do with Kiana Hoover, who, before Nico Williams appeared, was the future right-back, or at least uh, until he was eventually moved over to center-back. So do we see him staying at center-back and having a role at Liverpool? So Given I, that I think he's five nine five ten right now. I think he's um, in, a, in a tough position. I think skill-wise, he's fantastic. 
he's Dutch, which uh, in the way that they train and the way they develop their players means he's got all of the um, skills required for midfield and forward. Maybe they look at something like that. Uh, he would have to displace Gomez, which I just, I, I mean, I don't see. Um, but he, he's, he's got a lot of hype behind him. He's done quite well from what I've seen. Um, he might be a, a first team player somewhere else. Okay, Vandenberg also Dutch. Does he have skills to play forward in midfield? I'm I'm. Today's game was good. Um, it was also the first good game I've seen from him. I've been pretty low on the guy for a long time, so I would say he's probably not the guy. One game's not going to change my mind, but you know, uh, best of luck to him. I, I would not think he'd be necessarily a, a Premier League a center back unless Arsenal wants him or something. This game kind of reminded me of Gomez's game in the World Club Championship. Was it the one where Henderson played with him? I, I remember there was one game where suddenly Gomez decided that, hey, I'm the senior defender. I need to actually show it and prove it. And then he stepped up. He stepped out of his shell. He was no longer apprehensive. He was making decisions. He was comfortable with his decisions. And I saw that from Vandenberg today. But like you, this is the only game I've seen of him where he's taken that responsibility. So I want to see him continue this before I form an opinion. So I, I what I would say about my opinion is I'm, and I, and I think this goes for all Liverpool fans and all EPL fans and kind of everyone who watches soccer. If you've watched Vanderbury in the last few games, he's not an EPL player. Um, he is also eighteen. He's also eighteen. So so full credit. But if Klopp sees something in him and the Liverpool staff and analytics guys see something in him, then he must be something. I think we've gotten to the point where we just default trust these guys, which I do too. I just don't see it. Okay. Hopefully we'll see it in a few years. Yeah. Adam Lewis, uh, shameless plug. I actually wrote an article on, on him uh, shortly before the game. And um, yeah, he's, he's been one that's been really unfortunate with injuries. Prior to that, he was extremely highly rated. I think he still is, but he's been overshadowed by Yasser Larucci, who ironically himself was injured today. Uh, so what do you think of his performance, and do you do you need to see more of him before you can form an opinion of, of what his ceiling is? So again, it, it it's always hard. You know, we, we always have a short memory. When a guy gets injured, we kind of forget all the stuff that he did before. Um, he's got a lot of potential. I think he's shown a lot of potential. And... I think uh, he needs to keep showing it. Right now, he's uh, he's in a rough spot because other people may have moved up the, the pecking order, as it were, uh, in front of him just because of his injury. Um, but again, Liverpool's kind of philosophy is they don't keep guys that, that they don't think have a chance. So again, if Liverpool thinks he has a chance, maybe he does. Um, we'll have to see more of him. He, he just needs to continue plugging away at it. And again, he's still a young guy, so he's got you know a ways to go. He's also not the tallest left back as well. He, I think he's 5'8", five, 5'7". Five, so um, not that you need that much height on the wings or in the fullback position, but it doesn't help if you, if you can't contribute to defensive headers. Yeah, but Andy Robertson's not any bigger than that. Oh, he's not? No, he's 1.78 meters, which is less than 5'10". But he's Andy Robertson, though. He's a machine, so... He is literally a machine. <laughs> like, I don't know how that guy operates. I don't know how he keeps running. Like, by even at the end of the game, he's sprinting the field. Anyway, 
We won't even go into yeah. that. He's, uh, he's from another planet. So let's look at... Um, I'm actually going to combine Leighton Clarkson and Jay Kane, um, number 80 and 84. Love those numbers. Crazy. Um, so these are both players that have trained with Klopp's team, not regularly, but on, on occasion, youth players will come and train with the first team. And um, yeah, they were both part of the youth winning team from last season. So both have good futures. Um, what do you think of them? So I think both of them stood out today. Um, they did really, really well. Um, again, uh, from what I've heard, not having been at training, apparently Klopp was exceptionally impressed with them during training sessions. So I think that, uh, you know, being able to go into the Liverpool first team training and kind of open Klopp's eyes a little bit is, is fantastic. They showed that today. And uh, I think that there might be a bright future for them. I, I wouldn't call them the same kind of standout like Williams where I just I feel like he's beaten down the door to be let in but I think that there's a lot of potential there yeah um, historically fullback has been a position that is probably the easy not I should say the easiest but you have the clearest path to the first team um, because you don't really need to be as physical when you're fullback you don't need to be as tall and so typically central defenders, Central midfielders tend to blossom a little bit later in their teens or in their early twenties, uh, so there's certainly time on 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 the side for both of them. I just noticed this right now, but our midfield three, we have a triple C thing going here: Clarkson, Chiravella, and Kane. So, what do you think of Pedro, Pedro Chiravella? I think he's really good. I think he manages the midfield well. I think he understands his role. I think he's like a, a, a Hendo Light. Hendo or Fabinho? Light. No, I think he's a Hendo Light when he plays defensive midfield. I think oh, Fabinho Light. Okay. Fabinho, yes. he's not Fabinho, and I'll tell you why. Because Fabinho's got that deceptive length right, and that deceptive speed and that ability to just kind of stick a leg in there and that understanding of the defensive game that I think Hendo doesn't really have. Hendo's all about energy, all about getting there, about the work rate. Pressing um, and the pressing. tackling, right? Yeah. yeah. And so I think I see Shirovella very much in that way, but I see him as kind of a poor man's Hendo. You know which... who, he, who he reminds me of? Who? He reminds me of Lucas in his early years. Mm. Um, so when we sold Alonso back in 2009, 2010, and Lucas, I think, was probably around the same age. He would have been 22, 21, 22 around that time. And Rafa Benito certainly saw something about him. And so he, he catapulted him into the first team. And he looked, he reminds me of Chiravella in that you can tell there's a football brain, not the strongest, not the quickest. And struggled with, he will struggle against really fast teams at press, but against teams like Shrewsbury, he would excel. Um, the difference is Lucas was given a time because we didn't have a strong squad at the time. Now, I don't see how Kiravella is given a time to blossom in a, in a team as strong as Liverpool pushing for honors and offerings. I, I, I hear you and I absolutely agree. Um, I also think, you know, when you look at Hendo objectively, and, and again, I've become a huge fan um, of the guy. He's not the fastest. He's not the strongest. He's not the most skilled. He's not the most anything. He just, A, wants it more than you, and he's got leadership 
just oozing out of him. Um, I don't see that with Sherville. I think he wants it, and that's great. But Keep in mind, he's twenty-two. Right? He's he's so. twenty-two, and I think he'll make a very good midfielder for another team. I just can't see him in Liverpool's future. Okay, Elliot, sixteen-year-old um, Elliot with the ponytail or is the is man, he? Man. The, the, right. I mean, that that guy is going to be a first-team Liverpool player um, sooner or later. It doesn't really matter. At 16, the things he can do, um, the 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 way he looked on the field, I mean, he was playing as a striker, even though I think his natural position is midfield. And frankly, Shrewsbury looked as terrified of him as they do, as they do of Mo Salah. Um, the guy, what he can do, his skill level is out of this world. Um, he's going to be a first-team player. It's just a matter of time. Um, you know, Salah's fantastic. When his run with Liverpool is over, Elliot will be taking over. I, I agree completely. Every game I see him, even even the games where he doesn't do as well, he just has a composure and maturity about him that um, defies his his 16-year-old age. Even even in the game we lost Aston Villa 5 nothing, you watched him play. And I mean, I think the whole team played well and got kind of, you know, unlucky. But him in particular, you just looked at him and you were like, wow, this class. guy is, is class. This right. guy's first team. Absolutely. Him and Hoover, yeah. yeah. They were the ones that stood out that game for sure. Um, Jones, Curtis Jones, captain. Youngest captain in the Liverpool history. Um, fantastic player. Definitely looked like he belonged um, playing amongst men. That being said, he was playing amongst, you know, uh, lower division men. Uh, he's got... Again, he's young. He's got time. I think he's maybe uh, not going to beat down the door in the next year to get in the first team, but he's pretty damn close. You don't um, think so? Um, again, I think he has to replace uh, one of the front three. Well, well you're thinking in terms th- of... As a starter. Top, yeah, your first oh, oh I think once Lallana's gone, you plug Jones in, and he's fantastic, and he's there. But again, it's a matter of getting time, and Lalana's not getting that much time, so I don't think Jones would get that much time. I'm thinking more as a as a first team legitimate, okay. long term player. Um, I think it said a lot about the fact that he came on instead of Origi, um in in one of the games, and I think he's doing very well. I think Klopp's very high on him. I think it's only a matter of time. This is another guy that he'll be part of the first team, whether it's in a year or two, he'll be part of the first team. I think the big decision that the club will have to make next year is whether to keep him with the team and have him play maybe 10 games or send him on loan. I would prefer if he stays with the team because he's already good enough to play 10, 15, even 20 games next season rather than take a chance to send him on loan to a team that struggles and doesn't play him or just playing with inferior players right, tends yeah. to, to lower your game. So, so I think he's 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 perfect where he well, is. Well, right don't now. don't forget, it's not just playing with inferior players; it's practicing with inferior players. Very good point. So every single one of these kids uh, that has been practicing with the Liverpool first team, they are uh, growing skill wise in leaps and bounds just by practicing with these guys. Just by training. Yeah, I mean, Rian Brewster is kind of the last guy that's left who's didn't play today. But he really would have been in uh, Miller's spot. And I think we already know he's a first-team guy. It's only a matter of time before he's uh, he comes back from loan. They might send him out to loan again next year to get more time. But again, like you, I'd almost rather see him on the Liverpool team getting 
you know, 10, 15, maybe 20 games. Yeah. And of course, Liam Miller, uh, the Canadian international, um, I think he has a good career outside of Liverpool. I don't see him being a backup or on the first team, obviously. Um, but as an international already for Canada, I think he's already on his on, on his way and this game would have certainly helped his, his options. Absolutely. Um, good kid. I think he's got a bright future. It's just not with Liverpool right now. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm, again, great team, fantastic win. Um, really happy for the kids. Definitely makes a moot point of all of the uh, conversations that happened before about how we shouldn't play the young kids and Klopp should have been coaching and blah, blah, blah. We won the game anyway, um, and we're going to be moving forward in the cup, which I'm sure Klopp will uh, most likely also play on the team going forward. And it'll be interesting to see them perform again. Yeah, and, and I think against Chelsea, he'll play more of a mix. Um, first of all, is Chelsea away? He wouldn't want to send a team to, to, to lose heavily. And number two, we'll have enough players that will need that playing time. Keita, Shaq, Lovren, Matip, right? So hopefully they just show a little bit better than they did against Shrewsbury in the first, um, the original game, not the replay. Yeah. Okay, great. So, uh, it was fun. Uh, love to watch the game. Love to see the kids win. Um, I think it was great for their, uh, their confidence. And I'm, uh, actually a lot more excited today about the future for Liverpool than I was yesterday. Right. And special shout out to a player who has been injured all season, which is unfortunate, uh, Ben Woodburn. He would have certainly played this game, a 20 year old. He came up with Trent, so, uh, he's a Wales international, uh, so I don't know if he'll make it in Liverpool, but he'll certainly have a fantastic career elsewhere. So hopefully he can recover soon and continue on his career. Fantastic. Cool. All right. Well, it was, uh, it was a fun game. Glad to watch and uh, hope everyone else enjoyed it as much as we did. All right.